All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Ray, and today I bring with me... Sicily. All right, Sicily, you ready to go? Heck yeah. Guess what? We're not going to the hotel. We're not? Nope. We're going to the motel. The Mystery Motel. Sounds good. (laughs) You sure? You sure that's going to be up to your standards? I mean... It's whatever. We have quite the mystery on our hands today, folks. Today we're going to be covering Mystery Adventure video game Twin Mirror. Both developed and published by Donut Entertainment. Available on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Uh, We both played on PlayStation 4. uh, Even though you recently upgraded to a PC. Mm -hmm. So so, uh, Donut Entertainment, uh, for those that aren't familiar with Twin Mirror necessarily. Donut Entertainment is most recent, is most famously known for being the developer of Life is Strange, both one and two. And uh, I think I think literally the same year that Twin Mirror, Twin Mirror came out December 1st of 2020. And shortly before that was uh, Tell Me Why, which we haven't, I haven't played it because apparently it's an Xbox PC exclusive. I'm, ass- I'm assuming you're going to play that now. That you're a PC gamer. Yes. You traitor. <laughs> uh, here it, so for Mystery Motel, we're starting once again with a video game. Uh, this one is going to be following a Sam Higgs, and it's set in Basswood, West Virginia. Basswood? I don't know. Yeah, Basswood. Okay, so it's the fish. Okay. So they, uh, so he get it's in Basswood, West Virginia, and it, sh- it starts off of him getting ready to go to a funeral, and he just like he like sort of reminisces. You get like little clues here and there about what the backstory is. Apparently, this town was very well known for its mine, but the mine's no more. Um, and at some point, he enters the mine palace. Mm-hmm. Mind palace, I should say. Uh, yes. Uh, did you want to describe what the mind palace is? You actually played this before me, and you got to watch me play, so you got a lot more insight getting to both play and watch it than right. I did. It's basically his own world and how he sees everything. It's a mixture between um, his own place and like his own memories and how he remembers them. Uh, and it's a lot more, for the most part, peaceful for him to be there and to uh, process things. And it's a little weird, too, because when it, like my first time being in there, I thought it was broken. Like... It, it literally is just in, f- like, glass fragments. Mm. All of his memories. Like, you can, like, uh, at least the first time you're there, you get to, like, kind of walk around a bit. You get to, like, look at different fragments. And that's where a lot of the backstory comes in, where you you meet his love interest, Anna Miller. Yep. You meet his you meet his best friend, Nick. You meet his, you meet what would become um, Sam's his goddaughter, Nick's biological daughter, uh, Joan Bugwaldron. That, and like eventually you get the big flashback where you act, where it shows Sam uh, gets to one knee and he asks Anna to marry him and he didn't really get the answer he wanted, did he? No. In fact, it was a pretty harsh reaction. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and he has no idea why it's such a harsh reaction. Like he genuinely thought like he was going to get a yes. She almost was offended in a way and basically said that she didn't want the ring and told him prior to it happening that she never wanted a ring. 
Yep. And he was just like, oh, um, and it's like, and then you were kind of jerked out of that reality by a text he gets where it's revealed that in his trip to the mind palace, he disassociated for so long. He missed the entire funeral. Yep. He missed like the wake and everything, even though, and this is a little, this might just be me, but I felt it might've been a continuity error that it did to, to the outside world. It didn't even look like time passed. Yeah, definitely not. Like if a sun didn't set, like it didn't look like we went from morning to afternoon to night or anything. Like it was just like, nope. Yep. You, you got a text and you missed it. Uh, so he gets in his car and he goes to the, to the celebration of life that they have afterward at the local town bar, tavern, pub, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we get introduced to quite a big menagerie of characters. Yeah. Um, and it's revealed here that it's been, I want, I want to say they said it was like two years that Sam had been out of town. Turns out Sam actually is not loved by anyone. He literally, <laughs> he ruined everyone's lives. Yeah. Tell me how he did that. So the biggest reason why he ended up leaving Basswood was because he wrote an article about the mines, I believe. Um, and it basically revealed a lot of shady stuff that was happening at the mines. And this resulted... I'm not sure if you could say that it was the article that made the mines shut down because a lot there's a couple characters that do explicitly say that like the mines were already like going downhill that the safety precautions yes, the like safety. there's a there's a character who literally lost the use of his legs right. because of this mine but there's definitely a lot of people in the town that just despise him because they lost their job, because, mostly because of the article. It, it was a mining town. Yeah. Like, that town literally got all of its money from that mine. You got rid of the mine, and almost the entire town's source of income in touristry went to shit. Yeah. And, and apparently in two years, this town, like, it's not, like, Little Hope levels where it's abandoned and gone and, like, just torn to shit, but it's, like... You can tell the whole town's morale is just absolute trash. Oh, yeah. Uh, and shortly before he enters that tavern, we're introduced to uh, Joan, who is, um, who is I, I forget how old she is. So we got really confused because they, like, like Joan literally gets in a car and she gets in the driver's seat. And we're yeah. just, we were kind of like, how fucking old is this kid? Because she looks really young, but clearly she's not old enough to drive because it wasn't her car. Nope. And uh, so Joan... Joan's father is dead. He, th it was his funeral, and you get the you get the first major decision because as you're talking to Joan, you're introduced to a never key concept of this game, and out of the game, he's referred to as the double. In the game, it's just referred to as him. Him is Sam. It in a way, it's like it's only it's another version of himself or aspect. I guess you could call it. Argu arguably a better one. One that's not an asshole. He definitely thinks more logistically. He and th he's uh, basically, and this is where I'm going to put the hard spoiler warning. Like, if you have any intention of playing this game, then play it if you're really dead set against it. Um, I'm going to recommend sitting through and getting everything spoiled for you, though. Uh, <laughs> and you'll know why when I, by the time I'm done with the, with you. Yeah. Um, but, um, so... Sam, like, as Sam's talking to Joan, Joan thinks something's up with Nick's death. Joan thinks that her dad was murdered. Because right now the police report is that her dad was drunk and that her dad got in the car, didn't put his seatbelt on, 
freaking swerve to like swerve to miss either an animal or a log. I think it was a log and just like gone to an accident and the car got set on fire and he died like worst possible outcome that could have happened to someone driving and they're both talking and they're both like, yeah, he, uh, he would never drink and drive. He would never not wear his seatbelt. He was literally the most responsible man we knew. And him in the back seat is like, you can't do this to her. You can't, you like, you can't make a promise like this to her. Cause she wants, because Sam Higgs is once again, an investigative journalist. He brings he brings lies to the light. He pulls the truth out of the deepest, darkest depths. And that's what Joan wants. Joan wants her godfather to get justice for her father. And and Sam, like, this is the first decision. The him decision is don't make the promise to Joan. The Sam decision is make the promise to Joan. And um, unlike uh, my experience with JP, where we, where JP and I really don't concur, occur on a lot of decisions... You and I discovered throughout this the majority of this game, we did the same thing. Yeah. Like almost exactly the same thing. Literally every time I made a decision, I would look to Sicily and Sicily would just nod her head to show that she made did the same thing and I'm just like, "Damn it, I wanted to do something different." But to be fair and like as far as the first decision goes, like it's not really that big of a decision because if you don't choose to say like, yeah, I will look into it for you. Because we, we did say that we would, that we, that we uh, would look into it. Right. And if you don't, it's like, well, what are you really going to do here after this celebration is done? You, like, ba- you barely, you see Joan maybe like once uh, after this. Roll credits. You might as well because <laughs> there's nothing for you to do well, if you don't uh, investigate it's, it's like, let's not investigate. Well, okay, asshole. We're going to give you a reason to investigate eventually, <laughs> but I guess fucking get shit on at this bar where everyone hates you for right. the next like 20 minutes. And... We're gonna. I'm gonna say this right now. First gripe of the game. Do these decisions matter? Mm. There's like, like that's literally considered a major decision. I like we we've took note that there were like at least six major decisions in this game. Right. That's a major decision when really all it is is like, hey, are you gonna be actively involved in the plot of this game or are you just here for the ride? Like, yeah. are you a passive pa- passenger? Like, yeah. Um, so as you're in the bar, uh, there's like a redneck that almost picks a fight with you. There is like a dude that works for the daily newspaper that wants to pick a fight with you. Uh, there's like Tara, the town snob slash town gossip who doesn't really give you much information other than, Hey, general reminder, everyone fucking hates you. Yep. And something I noticed, uh, watching, um, Ray play the second time this is, like, a small little thing, but, like, when other people interact with you, like, mostly the people that are just downright upset and, like, mad at you, mainly just, like, this one group of dudes um, that worked at the mine that are always at the bar and, like, around town. I forget their names. They were all jerks anyway. One of them was Joel. I think only one of them actually had a name. Yeah. Like- but anyways, right when you walk into the bar, he just starts talking shit to you and you can either decide to just, like, um, not say anything and basically just shrug it off or you can say something to him, and I decided not to confront him, and um, Ray decided to confront Joel. Because that's who I am. In both situations, the, uh, the not the sheriff, but was it the sheriff that comes up to you? He's like, he, he's like the only cop you actually see throughout this game until like towards the end, but... No, there was also the woman. There's a woman cop and at some point. she was at the bar. She was at the bar? Yeah. Did, did she even have lines, though? 
I think she had a few, like, you get to, like, greet her, but... They like, literally, they literally give you a cast of characters as you go, and they, and, like, I did not even see a female cop in that list at all. But anyways, so the man was the sheriff, right? Or was it the other way around? The, the man was the sheriff. Okay, anyways, so... Oh, you know what? No, no, you, now I'm remembering. You are, you are correct. The woman was the sheriff. And he was the deputy? He was the deputy. Okay, Yeah, okay. You're, you are correct, because I remember now at the, the sheriff shows up at the end of the game, yeah. like... So anyways, the deputy will react to you the same way, no matter what you decide to do in that, uh, like, conversation. He, he still Joel. treats you like shit, and he, yeah, like, and he buys Joel and the boys beers. Basically, he's still, like, kind of hostile towards you, where he's just like, yeah, I don't want you starting any issues, even if you don't physically He, he literally tells you, tells you, get the fuck out of town. Basically. And, I, and I, when I played, I was like, yeah, I was, I was gonna leave anyway. Like, <laughs> sorry, I wanted to see my fucking friend, like. So yeah. I thought that was interesting that no matter what you do, he still has that same, like, energy towards you. Uh, you get to meet the boss of the newspaper, who is one of the most genuine nice guys. And when there's a town full of assholes and I see one dude being extra nice, I'm just like, this guy, this guy's got something to hide. <laughs> so that was Walter. I literally, from the beginning, as soon as I saw Walter, I didn't even know that this guy was Walter, but they mentioned a Walter before and I was like, that's Walter. Yep. And I was like, he's the fucking one. I don't know what he did, but he did it. And, <laughs> uh, and, and while we're on theories, early theories of the game, him. The first introduction to the double is that he's in the back seat of a car. He's not a passenger with you. He's in the back seat covered in shadow. That screams bad guy to me. Uh, this whole time, I'm like, are they going to go the supernatural route? Is this double actually going to be a possession? Spoiler alert, that's not at all where they went. No. There is such a huge tonal change to him, like, a third of a way through the game, and I'm just like, okay, well, that kind of blew my theory out of the water, I guess. Hence why this is a mystery motel and not <laughs> Yeah, because it, it's hotel. definitely, it, I was not scared for, like, any of the game, even the one sequence that they try to scare you, which we'll get to shortly. As we continue through the bar, um, there is, a, oh yeah, there was another character, Hugh. Yes. We get Hugh, who is a, he like moved from Texas or something because he's got that southern drawl and he's got this big pharmaceutical company that's starting to bring in a shit ton of money to the town. And he knows all about Sam in his article. He, 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 oh yeah, he knows all. Yeah, and he's, he actually is one of the people that, um, is positive about the article that he wrote and he says like what a positive change it's made toward the community and that he's like genuinely happy that he did that. I'm going to make a note here. Uh, as soon as I saw Hugh, I got vibes of a mixture of Hugh Hefner because <laughs> cause he had he had a woman on his arm already and I don't even know if this dude was married or not. And he he just he has that like charisma. Mm -hmm. And the other the other make the half of that mixture I got was uh, Doug Dimmodome. Yeah, are you familiar with Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah, yeah, it's Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dimsdale and Dimmodome. Yeah. So that's what I got from this guy because he was Mr. Moneybags. Oh, like, yeah. like this is the most important guy in the room. You could tell. The Texas drawl definitely helped that. But, <laughs> uh, and then we get to see Anna. Two years since uh, what we can only imagine was a very bad breakup. And uh, basically from interactions of people, it sounds like Sam legit bailed as soon as he released the article about oh, the yeah. mine. Zoomed out like, of there. Like, bailed on everyone. Didn't even say goodbye to the goddaughter or the best friend, let alone the ex. And, to make it worse, didn't even keep in contact with anyone. Oh, yeah, he he completely, like, and from what we understand, uh, he didn't even have him with him. He didn't have the double present in his life for that two years. Hmm. Uh, that's what I think, because in the beginning, him kind of makes comments like, 
you brought me back for a reason. And and he's like, I went, yeah, I went years without you. And he goes, but I'm here. So you need me. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, we, Anna gets to play a little guitar for Nick for Nick, uh, in memory of him. She starts crying. Sam goes to comfort her because you know, it's, it's his former love. Turns out she, uh, had a relationship with Nick while Sam was gone. Awkward. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That like come back home to find out to, to, to celebrate the, your friend's life find out that he actually ended up in a relationship with your love and moved in with her which i don't think that um because sam and anna had plans to move in together before he left and i don't think they actually did move in together fully yeah not fully he well no or maybe he like lived there for a little bit but it wasn't like a permanent i was gonna say because there's a few different nods yeah there's a couple flashbacks where you see them at the house that she had And and he makes like comments like i made so many memories here like I, yeah, but, I think it wasn't for a long time that they lived together. But, but she's still living in the house that that Sam lived in with her, yeah. and Nick moved in with her, right. and like that, man, two years, two years changes a lot, people. And like, uh, and the probably the most heartbreaking thing is Anna's like gauging Sam's reaction, and Anna's just like, "Did Nick tell you?" And Sam, and me as Sam, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he he did. I must have just forgotten." Even though it's like, it's been made clear that I did not talk to Nick at all for those two years. Right. So he had no clue. Yeah. And after that, you ju- you kind of just go chill out at the bar. Like you make plans to meet Anna sometime later, I think at the cafe or whatever the next yeah. day. Because Anna's one of the only people who's actually happy to see you. And you, uh, you just drink all night. And then we get a nightmare sequence. Mm. This is the part where they try to scare you. And this only fueled my theory that him was evil. Because you're stuck in your mind palace. There's no way to get out. Well, Except it's the most like scary mind palace uh, like, situation you've there's seen literally, so far. There's literally someone chasing you. And I'm just like, the only person that can get to you in your own mind palace is the double. So it's gotta be the double, right? We don't know. Turns out this whole nightmare sequence was... Just flare like they had a whole mini game where you have to choose the right door like multiple times. And I was just like, okay, so uh, apparently you said you failed that when you when you did it. Yeah. um, If you don't pick the right door enough times and you just keep like fucking up, you just end up getting sent to the scene that you would end up to end up in if you did it correctly. Yeah. So, again, this whole sequence was kind of pointless. Yeah. Uh, you get there and, uh, but when you wake up, you're in like a motel room. Hey, motels. Yeah. Mystery motel. <laughs> yeah. The motel. And, uh, so you get, you wake up, you're splashing water on your face, turn to get your shirt. Your shirt's covered in blood. Well, actually before he even, you even realize that he makes the conclusion that he was drinking while taking while like he had already digested his meds oh that's right his medication and he didn't even remember how many meds he took either because i believe like the bottle was just like cracked open and he was just like wow i shouldn't have been drinking while i had already had my meds like, yeah that's uh that's the danger zone yeah so he gets the bloody shirt and he's like what did i do and and like again him still kind of playing the tone of a of a antagonist in my opinion is like almost teasing him he's like what are you gonna do and he's just like 
uh, and he's literally just analyzing all the possibilities. He's like, it could be my own blood. It could be someone else's blood. This is a lot of blood. What if I hurt someone? What if I hurt someone seriously? What if I killed them? And he's like, oh my God, I could leave town right now. And like, and, and him's just like, you're going to run away again. Are you going to run away again? Go on. You can do it. You did it last time. See how well that worked out for you? Everyone in town already fucking hates you. Basically, and he starts to freak out, and I think it goes into another mini game where he's trying to focus. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, like, a way for someone to deal with anxiety. Like, it's one of those mini games, which, I again, I kind of wish Don't Nod did more with this. Don't Nod had such a, gr- a rich history of, like, trying to be inclusive, and the way they handle this dis- mental disorder, it did not sit well with me in my opinion Mm. uh i'll I'll get i'll get to that more on that later but he uh he pulls himself together he goes into the bar because he's like if anything happened it had to happen at the bar this mind you he sneaks into the bar oh yeah that's right the bar is closed (laughs) he sneaks into the bar and he's like investigating clearly signs of a struggle happened there and i'm kind of just and this is where we're introduced to the investigation concept of the game yep and i hated it I absolutely hate the investigation (laughs) scenes because you can't draw a conclusion from whatever you find. And even if you figure something out before Sam does, you still have to follow the linear order of events for Sam to figure out the same conclusion you already fucking figured out. And that pisses me off when the game's like, no, you have to be have your hand held through all of this, even though I already fucking know what happened. Yeah, it is a bit frustrating. And I expected a game that displayed itself as having multiple endings it had different options and whatnot that's how this game was marketed to me that's why i wanted to play this game you can't get it wrong if you confirm that you are like this is what you believe happened the game it can literally just be like no that's wrong do it again like but you did not figure that out early on oh yeah i was i was a genius like in the beginning i was getting everything right right away so but you you told me you had a bit of trouble um, not with that first investigative scene. Literally, my only problem with the investigation scenes wasn't figuring shit out. It was finding everything so I could be able to actually, yes. like, figure it out in the game. Because there's multiple steps to the investigative uh, scenes. You have to find all the clues first. No matter how fucking small. And then you have to draw um, conclusions to each theory. Like- you get you sort of get the mind palace, but like in real life, because yeah. he can just imagine everything that every possible outcome that could have happened. He basically just asks a bunch of questions that you have to find the answers to. I think one of them in the bar scene was just like, well, obviously somebody was sitting next to me at the bar. Who, who was who sitting was next it? to you? And then you have to like... Where did the fight go? Yeah. Where did the fight end? And they give enough clues where it's like, yeah, it could have been anyone. It could have been, well, no, it could have been one of three people. Yes. Could have been the redneck. Could have been the Texan. Could have been the dick, the douchey fucking news reporter, Dennis. But uh, that, again, it was Dennis. It was Dennis. Uh, you ended up beating the shit out of Dennis. Once you make that conclusion, you actually get a memory. And it's like, oh, yeah, like basically Dennis was like, if you want to know what nick was really into you meet me later at my office or something actually no way you don't figure that out right away because then then there's a whole fucking section where you have to go around town talking to people looking for dennis and that i hated because i was just like why why am i doing this like we know where dennis works why can't we just go there like (laughs) yeah because apparently he doesn't find out until you ask everyone because when i was playing like 
it didn't even let me go to see Anna until I talked to everyone I possibly could. Yeah. And then after you talk to Anna, you find out that the place he works at is open on Sundays or whatever day it Which is. Which is weird because it's a fucking newspaper joint. like. Yeah, so originally he assumes you can't go in there, but then once he figures out, oh yeah, it's open today, now I can go there, which is really stupid to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's just a... The way that the game works. And there's multiple things that happen while you're investigating. The big ones being, um, big ones being if you, you can go into the pharmacy and there's a kid that there, that's clearly a drug abuser. Like he, he like, he literally like walks up to you. This is the most dickish fucking conversation. And I I hate it because I know people that are like this and I hate them so fucking much. Kid comes up to you and there's so many different ways he can get out. But he goes in the path that you're walking. And he's just like, get out of my way. And, of course, because I can't be a confrontational person in real life, apparently. I'm just going to take it out of the fucking game. And I was just like, fucking move somewhere else. And the guy's like, the fuck you say to me? And then eventually, like, the pharmacist, Hugh, is just like, hey, settle down. And then the kid, like, kind of forces himself past you. Because, again, he apparently can't go the three other fucking aisles in this damn pharmacy. And even though it's, like, you can obviously see this, this wasn't something that I was really paying attention to. Because I was more just, like, flabbergasted by the fact that the kid was, like, so angry that you were standing in the one direction he wanted to go in. But as he's leaving, you see that he's carrying this, like, big-ass cardboard box oh i knew i noticed that right away i was like that kid's definitely fucking druggy like there's gotta be some shit going on here but yeah the fact that he was carrying it from inside the pharmacy and leaving with it with no problems i was like it's definitely sketchy when you think about and we it. even we even catch um nick's ex-wife who works at the pharmacy we catch her doing what looks like she's like popping pills behind the counter <laughs> she's like opening like those containers and, and like popping bottles she's like, she's like get, dumping some in your hand and you're just like um i forget her name i'm just gonna say maybell hey maybell and she's just I like think it was joan but no was, joan jones jones the, the goddaughter yeah. yeah man like maybell's just like huh oh what the fuck are you doing here i mean uh how can i help you <laughs> Uh, if my boss sees me talking to all customers all day, he'll get mad. Like, like yeah, you basically don't get anything from her when you talk. You get her. nothing from anyone. Like you just like the closest you get is like you get to see a cop like getting really. You get to see the deputy getting really pissed off at a guy who's laying in the fucking alley. Like, <laughs> fuck you, officer. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you get to see Joel, who like tries picking a fight with you again, but the cops, the deputy's still across the street giving shit to the fucking vagrant, and his and Joel's buddies are like, shit, we all get. And Joel's like, this ain't the last you see to me. Guess what? It's the last you fucking see of him. You never see Joel again. They dropped that character so fucking fast. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to be a problem later on. Never fucking saw him again. He was a pretty big throwaway character. Oh my god. They set him up to be something big. And then they... I, like, I don't know if the writers just forgot about him. Or if they cut him out entirely. This game was originally supposed to be three episodes. And they smashed it all into one game. Yeah. Like, you could legit play this game in like six hours. That's what I did. I played it all in one sitting. Yeah. He legit played right after... Pretty much right after I finished my playthrough. And I did it all in one day, motherfucker. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, then you get to see you get to see Anna. And before you see Anna, I mean, at, before you leave Anna, you have a never major decision. Yes. Do you tell Anna the truth about what happened? Do you tell her that Dennis went missing 
shortly after you beat the shit out of him. Oh, and another thing. Some of these decisions don't exactly entail what Sam is going to say. Oh my, I was so That is pissed. a big thing that Ray found out, especially after this decision, because the choices are pretty vague when it's like, oh, this or that, and they're generalized, so you don't exactly know what you're going to It legit get. was like, tell her the truth, or just move on, and I was like, tell her the truth about what? We, we literally covered three different fucking topics, like... Yeah. And him's over my shoulder talking to me too. I'm like, what the fuck am I telling him the truth about? But yeah, the truth is basically just admitting that you got into the fight with uh, with, Dennis with Dennis, and that and that he's now missing. And and Anna's like, oh, um, do you need help? Do you need to like, I I want like I thought that I was gonna tell her the truth that I was trying to investigate Nick's death, and instead it's like, no, we we we're not even covering Nick's death anymore. That's in the past. He's too worried about Dennis at this very moment. That was yesterday's news. The <laughs> funeral was yesterday. It's over. Yeah. Now we're talking about Dennis. Like, so after that, again pointless major decision because guess what anna's gonna get involved whether you told her the truth or not yeah and so he gets to go to the fucking office you find dennis's dead body you have another panic attack you pull yourself together if you're noticing a pattern here yeah it's pretty fucking repetitive yeah you uh you get to do a nevermind palace figure out where the gun could possibly be uh you fucking try and figure out whether or not you were the murderer, I'm pretty sure it's determined that you weren't the murderer. Yeah, because automatically once he sees that he was shot with a gun, you, the, I'm pretty sure the him character says, like, well, obviously that wasn't you. You don't even own a gun. Yeah. And then they find out it was Dennis's gun that he was shot with. And you're like, when, and you're just like, did I get the gun? Like, because it, it like, it's determined that it was someone Dennis knew that Dennis would have trusted because it was it's, it was someone that got close to Dennis. And at this point, we know that we were supposed to meet Dennis later that yeah. night. And there's like a bunch of emails that Dennis has blackmail on Nick or something. Like Nick was in some deep shit. And you're just like, what the fuck are we getting into? Right. You do a lot more pointless investigation. Like you look into Walter's desk. You look into Nick's desk. You find Joan's diary. Again, this took me forever because I had to find every little fucking thing. Yep. Also, developers must have really loved Pac-Man because holy shit, Pac-Man shows up a lot in this game. Yeah, it does. There's literally a mini game that's just Pac-Man. You can get a trophy for literally just playing Pac-Man. I literally turned it on, turned it off, and I got the trophy. Easy trophy hunt right there. <laughs> uh, so, like, you get to do that. You get to... What 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 happens after that? Anna shows up? Yeah. Again, which... I get, like, I'm pretty sure she shows up... I don't know if it's before you even look in Nick's stuff or not. No, she shows. She shows. She shows up after. It's after you find. Yeah, pretty much everything. she she shows up and she sees the body and she's like, "What happened?" And you, uh, third major fucking decision already. Uh, you um, you have to decide whether to agree with Anna and call the cops to let them know about Dennis's remains, or you say, "Hey, no, I gotta go. I'm leaving you here. You can deal with this." I gotta go continue this investigation. And I don't even know where the fuck he was gonna go. I, I think he was gonna go to Nick's accident site. That's yeah, what it was. He right. was gonna he was gonna go investigate the accident and Anna's like, Well, I'm gonna call the cops and then we can peace out, apparently. Because I remember when he went into Walter's office, if you get onto his laptop or PC or whatever, when you get into his emails, you find that Walter, because he says this at the bar, that he looked into um Nick's uh death the what is it sir not certificate but he looked autopsy into, yeah the autopsy yeah. um 
and Walter thought there was nothing wrong with it, but when Nick, not Nick, wow, Sam. when Sam looks at Nick's death um, autopsy and all that, he sees like a bunch of things wrong with it and just more reasons why he for, needs to For look instance, at. the car caught on fire, like seemingly before, did they say it caught on fire before it even crashed or? No. No, it caught on fire after the crash. That's what it said in the yeah. report. Which which Nick was, I mean, Sam, you got me doing it now. <laughs> Sam, Sam was like, okay, that's a little weird. Also, like, it says he didn't have his seatbelt on. Like, Nick definitely would have worn a seatbelt. So he goes to investigate. Never in pointless, never investigation that took me, like, what, 10, 15 minutes? Because I, there's one clue that's in the fucking grass that I can't fucking see. Like... Yeah, one of the game mechanics was really weird when it came to, like, seeing things in general. Oh. <clears throat> like, you had to be at a certain angle. Yeah, to angle your body, then you had to angle the camera. Like To be able to notice something. Like, if you just normally walked over a clue or just anything that you could look at or examine, you might not see it. Unless you're looking at it at a certain angle in view, which could be really frustrating. Yeah, that was so frustrating to me. Um, So he... Basically, once again, Mind Palace, and this was the point where I figured out, wait, I can get it wrong and just start over? That takes away all the fucking, like, that takes away all the stakes of it. Yep. Why do I care if I get it right? I can literally just get it wrong multiple times until I know I got it right. Which is basically what I did. I legit spent, like, probably 30 to 40 minutes trying to get the conclusion right. And honestly, I thought I was going to get it wrong because it just didn't feel right when I first, like, made my first conclusion. And legit, the only thing that happens is, like, the scene plays out when you make the conclusion. And then, like, he just says, like, something afterwards, like, oh, no, that doesn't seem right. He's like, that doesn't add up. And, yeah, basically, you just have to keep going until you get it right, which basically takes away the whole investigative part about it because you don't have any control where the fuck's the mystery in this motel (laughs) right the game if if there isn't the game holds your hand through it like so uh you find out that nick was unconscious already when he was in the car you find out that um what did they say actually happened i'm pretty sure they said that a tree was actually in the way or something like what did no, they end up nothing saying? Nothing was in the way. Oh, that's right. There was I, nothing blocking. That's him. right. I said nothing that was in the way. Because then he, but he still crashed somehow. Like because so I. Oh, I, they left oil. They cut the oil line on it. Yeah, it was something like that. I know that they also covered the whole car in oil too. Yeah, and gasoline. Yeah, they like cut the line so that they could just light the match and then it just goes to the car and then it it, it like gets yeah. caught on fire. Just because of the way that the road was like curved, yeah. the car just naturally like went off the road <laughs> at one point and went straight into the tree, but yeah. the biggest thing is that he was unconscious and the car was on fire before which basically that with also the stuff we found where it was possible Nick was getting into some deep shit and it was like okay maybe someone had out for Nick and you you tell Anna this you tell Anna this and Anna's like what you mean my 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 love was fucking murdered so she's like already having a hard time processing that gets a call from her dad her dad is uh, the guy that lost the use of his legs in the mine, so he's bound to a wheelchair for this whole game. And she's still trying to process, so she legit just throws the phone to Sam. Like, she doesn't even really That's talk right, to she's her like, dad. Pick, the, pick up my phone! <laughs> and Sam's like, uh, hello? Sam? Nice to see you. Uh, is Anna there? Yeah, she's here. She's, uh, kind of dealing with something. What's wrong? 
Oh, uh, basically finds out that her fucking house got burglarized. Yep, somebody broke in. And so they go there. Uh, fourth major decision in the game. Do you put Joan? I mean, not Joan. Joe. Joe with an E at the end. <laughs> yeah. He pro- He asks you to promise that nothing will happen to his little girl. Again, another decision where it's like, why the fuck would I? Do- why? Why would, would I, I tell him? the ladder of saying no to this situation? Yeah. Why would I tell this father, this disabled father who actually likes me, because I like literally outed a whole company that cost him his legs. Like at that point. It's not even a, like a question of like, oh, is this going to impact me bigly? Bigly, is this going to be a big impact? It's really just a question of what do you want your relationship to be with this person? And like the only the only person that's leaning you towards saying I can't promise that is him, the body double. Yeah, the double. I mean, the double's literally just like you can't make that promise. That's not realistic. You need to be. You need to tell. You need to tell him. Hey. I can't make that promise. Instead, I'm like, I'm going to say yes. And literally, when you say yes, you're just like, listen, we're in the middle of an investigation. We're investigating something and Anna might get hurt, but I swear, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm just like, why the fuck am I telling him everything? Yeah, let's let's make him worry even more. Yeah, like we're in some bad shit right now, but it's okay. I, I, I can totally take care of her. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen to her. My best friend totally died over everything we're looking into right now, but we're fine. And we're she good. literally lives in the house that just got burgled. The house that used to be mine, but hey, uh... And then we get a whole sequence in the house where, like, you get a lot of flashbacks. Actually, I got a flashback. I got a ton of flashbacks you didn't get. Yeah, that's something that is somewhat cool, I guess, about the game. Like, you do have the choice to actually look at the Mind Palace memories. Yeah, you you get to see items that activate memories in the Mind Palace, and you can look at them. And I, w- I took the time to do it, and I'm pretty sure you were just super frustrated at this point. And honestly, some of them I didn't see because I was just, like, hyper-focused on doing other things. And the positioning. Yeah, like they too. Oh my god, so many things wrong with this. Um, So, like, I got to see all the memories of how he, before getting to these Mind Palace memories, was like, I don't know where everything went wrong. Everything seems so perfect. Gets the Mind Palace memories and with a clear memory sees, oh wow, I was a shitty fucking boyfriend. This guy literally, he disassociates. He says it flat out. He's got like a disassociative, both in my opinion, disassociative identity disorder. He literally has a whole second personality and also just disassociation in general because there's a whole memory where he's just typing away on his typewriter and his girlfriend's like, hey, yells like from downstairs, come on down, dinner's ready. Doesn't leave, doesn't even look in her direction. She comes upstairs. She's like, what are you doing? I d- Dinner's going to get cold. And he's just like... Doesn't even look or react in any sort of way. And she's like, I'm not going to keep doing this. And like, it's very clear that this has been a problem for a long fucking time. Mm. And like, and he gets a never flashback where they're talking about like marriage and whatnot. And she makes it clear that she doesn't necessarily want marriage. She just wants him to actually be there mm. because it's been made very evident that he's not fully there. He's not like she basically just tells him like even at like she could be in a room with him and she would still feel alone. Right. And that's like the shittiest fucking feeling. That's one of the few points where the storytelling, in my opinion, was good. It actually detailed what led to the dis- to the disillusion of this relationship. Yep. That one person thought was perfect and the other person was like, no, this was anything but like, I'm sorry, I love you, but you you 
like at least to her it seemed like he made no effort to improve his mental stability his mental disorder right and she was suffering for it like i I agree that i liked the this part of the storytelling too and just um the growth that you can make between both of them yeah because after either depending on when you look at this mind palace it might be before or after you do eventually have a conversation with anna multiple conversations with her in the house you gotta keep checking in because she's now processing oh my god my 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 uh boyfriend may have just been murdered and my house just got burgled which is even more evidence that he got murdered like yeah her place was trashed but um completely she ends up like going down memory lane between like their relationship and like basically kind of is like really harsh towards him. Oh, she's so harsh on him. Which rightfully so, but you have the choice of being like softer with her and like understanding or you can basically still be an ass and just be like, oh, well, that wasn't my fault or just similar excuses. And you know what? For once, I wasn't an asshole when I played this game. I actually agreed with him because him is actually guiding you through this. Him wants you and Anna to at least like reconcile in some way. And he's like, she's hurt. She just lost someone she loved. She's lashing out. You like, you don't have to be happy about it, but you have to allow her this. You have like, this is a law of closure that she didn't get because you ran away. You ran away from this. She had to stay with it. Like, and it's like, it's so heavy. And I, I was just like, yeah, no, let it all out. Let it all out right fucking now. Yep. And even she ends up apologizing afterwards. She's like, I'm sorry. It, and, and, and even when she apologized, I was like, no, you're right. I was a shitty fucking boyfriend. Like, I was shitty. Uh, that all, and then he goes to investigate upstairs. Um, he finds a USB drive because it looks like someone's actively trying to download everything on Nick's laptop. Oh yeah, like it's still happening when he finds it. Yep, and then who fucking decks him over the head? Dickie. Dickie the fucking druggie. Well, I mean, we don't know who it is at this point in time. Oh, I knew who it was. I saw him. I you was... didn't know his name though. I didn't know his name, but I was like, it's that fucking drug kid. By the I, way, that, I didn't know who it was. I knew, I knew right away. I'm like, it's the druggie. The fucking druggie just nailed him in the fucking head. And at this point in the story, this character doesn't have like you don't know his name. You just know that he's an asshole. And not that, that hard to figure out. He's a dick. Like, <laughs> and that he's a drug user. That's basically if you're if you're fairly observant, that's what you know about him so far. But to the main story, he doesn't have much um, importance. You don't really know too much about. Except him. now he does. Well, yeah, because he assaulted you and he was trying to download stuff off Nick's computer. But I did not notice it was him. I know it's right off away. the bat. Yeah. I'm observant. I've got the mind palace. You, <laughs> you have him. <laughs> so, um, event you you uh managed to collect yourself, you talk to Anna, you're like, Anna, did he have backups? Did Nick have backups anywhere? Cause this dude literally just downloaded and deleted everything. And Anna's like the only place he could have had was like at the fishing shack. And I'm like, okay, this is the first time hearing that Nick liked to fish, but okay. And Anna's like, and then the cops show up at Anna's place. Cause Joe called the cops about the place being burgled. And Anna's basically just like, you need to go now. You can't stay here. So I, I like, like we book it. And then we get to go to the fishing shack. All right. We're going to get right back to that. But first, we got ourselves a special sponsor today, one very close to my heart. We actually have a special sponsor, and that sponsor is going to be 
damn, that's wrestling. You can check out all of their content. They've already aired their first season on Channel 5 WCWF, but if you're not privy to that channel, you can check out their YouTube channel. I'll leave a link for that in the, in, in the episode description. Click on that, and they should have quite a few episodes that you'll love. See some of your favorites, such as Eggplant Man, Highway Coalition, Ace Weston, and even some uh, of uh, Guys Gone Wild action. That's right. Anything can happen on Damn, That's Wrestling. And we're back, and we're going to the shack. Yes, we're at our midway point just about, so if you want to take a break, get some snacks, get some popcorn. What are you talking about? We're back from the break. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you could still do anything you want while listening to a podcast. That's true. Take a shit. Take a shower, do whatever the fuck you please, as long Damn. as you're comfortable. Damn, am I am I rubbing off on you? Like, <laughs> holy shit. Anyway, I'm the one that brought the notes today. You're the one who's like being, I mean, I've been really crass this episode. But anyway, we're going to the love shack. Complete opposite. This was not the love shack at all. This was a very lonely shack. Was it even referred to as a love shack? I thought it was just his fishing. Yeah, no, that, that was the joke. Oh. I'm not even going to explain myself okay. to you. Anyway, he, All right. <laughs> he, he, he gets to the fishing shack, and it's and you actually find Bug, Joan, the goddaughter there. Yep. The goddaughter. <laughs> and she had a deal that you uh, you had to find a way to make her say no to. Uh, she literally just shows up there. Like, she's got her bike. She's got some provisions. She's ready to just fucking run away from home. Yep. Basically ready to pull a Sam... Higgs or whatever his last name is. You got it right. It was Sam Higgs. Um, yeah. And, and then you're in the position of trying to get her to stay or basically turn her Apparently in. there's a way to completely, like, because this is supposed to lead to the fifth major decision. Supposedly there's a way to just completely uh, get out of this. There's a way to just not have to make this decision. Because in because there's, like, minor decisions, too, in, like, the stat section of this game. And one of them was like, oh, yeah, you're one of the people who couldn't convince her to not run away. So you had to make a decision. Yep. And I was like, wait, what? That's a thing? You like? You can legit just talk her out of it. And I, and I didn't. I was, like, one miscue. And then I think it's, like, a really hard thing to do because I got most of my communication with her right. But I got one thing wrong. And she was like, no, I still want to leave, though. And so I had to make one of the... I had to make the fifth major decision of this game. Do you tell Joan what you've learned about her father? Or do you just friend to call her mom? And I decided to be honest with her. I told her the truth. Uh, and she was upset, obviously. But she left. And of course, you did the same thing. Yep. You, you give. I, I look to Cicely. She gives me the nod. And I say, God damn it! Like I thought it was also funny because even amongst him making all of the same bigger decisions, he was also saying a lot of the same things that I would say as Sam. Just, like, the regular in-conversation All the dialogue. I'm like, yeah, maybe I am rubbing off on you. We're too alike at this point. (laughs) What the fuck? So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, now we get to the shack. And basically, you just do a lot of searching around the shack. To you find... do another investigation. Yeah, basically. And some puzzles. There were some puzzles in here, which I yeah. appreciated. That extended my playtime a bit, because I was like, oh shit, now, there's at... now I actually have to fucking think? Like For me, the puzzles in the shack were really not that complicated. Like, I could... It took me maybe 20 minutes to figure it all out. Yeah, you, uh... Once you figure it out, you find all the information. You find out that he would... That... Anna had done an article about a home, like, uh, 
rehabilitation shelter, I guess. There's this old lady that yeah. literally just lets a bunch of druggies stay on her land as long as they follow her rules. Yeah. And she goes there and she, like, interv- uh, Anna goes there and interviews them. Apparently Nick was interested in this because Nick was getting contacts there. And that's, like, the fervor rabbit hole that he went into. And, ah, oh, gosh, I'm just going to say it. I don't know if this is the point where you find it out, but I'm pretty sure that we discover that Nick found out there was a fucking drug ring going on in in Basswood and he's like this has got to be the epicenter there's got to be someone here because he he like there was just a lot of clues that he found that kept pointing to it like he found out that Nick had a bunch of cash on him like a lot too much for him to just yep. have on him yep he had a lot of cash and he like kept seeing that um Nick was meeting with somebody named D like he kept Dicky interviews with somebody called D and he had, like, this whole journal basically um, going into detail about each of the people from the... What was it called? The place that... It, it probably had a name, but I didn't bother to I remember it. it I just called. called it the shelter. Yeah. But, yeah, he had, like, information about each, like, three people, I think. And you got to, like... It was pretty obvious who D was because Dickie was the only person with a D name. So he's just yeah. like, yeah. This is D. This is where we need to oh, go. Oh, hey, next. it's Dickie. Man, I am the greatest investigative journalist of all fucking time. <laughs> yeah, basically. Screw Batman. Yeah. Screw Sherlock. This Sam Higgs guy, he yeah. is the best. <laughs> That's what they try to make you think. <laughs> so after that, uh, you call Anna. Anna's like, yeah, they're not going to let you in without me. So you and Anna get to go to the shelter. They uh, Once again, you're in a situation where everyone fucking hates you. Oh, yeah. There's literally a dude there who used to be a miner. By that I mean he mined diamonds and whatnot. Yeah. So he used to he used to be a miner in the town and like so he hates Sam right but away. But like even when you walk straight in, the like there's one dude who's just like standing at the front who looks the most healthy out of everyone there. And he's just automatically pissed that you're there until he notices. What you Anna's- doing here? And then Anna shows up. He's like, Anna, why the hell didn't you tell me this guy was with you? And I still don't fucking like you. <laughs> even like anytime you try to like say something to him, he just gets automatically pissed. And like, was I talking to? you yeah basically so you basically have anna do a lot of the talking for you even when she's not which is so boring yeah like i'm sorry i'm glad that anna got some time to shine but as a player you you don't want to just sit back and watch a movie if i wanted to do that i would have started the intro to metal gear solid 4 guns of the patriots like fuck So you, uh, you do some, what little investigation you can. It's tedious. Oh, it's so tedious because if you don't have that, like, I already knew you, you have to find the trailer that Dickie's staying in. I knew what trailer it was right away, but you have to find all the evidence, even though it's like, it's clearly that one up there. That's the only one with an ATV. Even if, well, actually, no, it wasn't. There was was the only one I saw. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> even if you know, as a player outside of the game, where you're supposed to be going, what you're supposed to be doing, the game basically is just like, well, where's the receipts? Where's all the receipts? And you, I, have to have, you have to have Sam physically find all the evidence, all the clues. Every single fucking thing. Until you can move on in the game. And there were so many times where I was like, is there a clue over here? Oh, and the game's turning me around. The web over here. Nope, turning me around. Like, it makes it look like it's a big mess map but if you go a certain distance they're just like nope turn yeah, around it's really not that big i was like man fuck this and then you have a whole mini game once you determine where dicky is you have to have a whole mini game where you have to like try and get 
all of them to deal with a fire. You literally have to set a fire to, like, this woman's wood carving. Yeah, you get no choice on, like, what type of distraction you want to do. You just already have to, like, deal with setting a fire because one of the, um, one of the people that's staying there builds, like, these wooden creations. Totem poles and whatnot, like, and she also has, like, she literally has, like, a candle and, like, a bunch of wood shavings on the ground. Like, it's definitely... Very flammable stuff, basically. You could definitely make it look like an accident, but he was like, I need to set fire to the biggest fucking thing here. because yeah. it has that's not even close to the candle. <laughs> and, you, and you have to, like, be like, okay, now we gotta hide the keys. Now we gotta, like, just, now we gotta, like, cut the hose line so that they, it's harder for them to put it out. And again, another scenario where if you just, like, decide to do something that will not work out for you the game is going to be like nope you have to figure it out yeah there's no actual consequence like i understand that's got to be the power of the mind palace he's able to think that far ahead where it's like no that won't work that won't work but as a player that game mechanic just was it didn't give me any stakes right there's no consequence for this for me getting it wrong and that's definitely different from what donut has done in the past especially with life is strange because I mean, even though in Life is Strange you had the the ability to in, go in back. In season one, you have time travel, but even that had limits. Yeah, and you did face consequences, like big consequences. There was always going to, like, in, in Life is Strange season one, there was long-term consequences yeah. and short-term. In this one, there's almost oh, only short-term. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, like yeah, it's like, yep, and here's the consequence, and we're never going to fucking talk about this again. So then you get to Dickie. I was an asshole to Dickie. I legit was like slamming him up against his chair like, tell me everything you know. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the guy's name. Uh, I already dropped the USB drive out the Dropbox. He's going to be there. You, you like, it's probably already done. And I just like beat the shit out of him. And it's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we got to go. Fuck these guys. Like, yeah. And then we left, and again, probably not going to be any consequences for being the shit out of someone. Uh, like, and in the middle of, like, both when you're driving to the shelter and driving away from the shelter, the double decides to just have an argument with you. And at some point, you just have, like, a mental breakdown. Like, you legit, like, crash the car. Well, not fully, but you definitely almost crash and go off the road. You almost crash into another car, and instead you, like, swerve, and you just barely break. But you, but you like, went into a ditch at some point. And it happens either way, like, because you can choose to focus on him when he's, like, trying to talk to you, or you can focus on Anna. And either, I focused on Anna. Either situation, you basically still end up, like, getting super anxious and, like... And just ended up with, like, anxiety attacks slash mental breakdown. And yeah. you go you go full mental breakdown, disassociate from everything. You are stuck in the mind palace. And you have to find the body double to get out. And it's Nightmare City. You just, like... Like, you just see everything bad that's ever happened to you. <laughs> And there's wrong turns, there's like mini games where if you get caught, it, it reminded me, it reminds me of like the last episode of Life is Strange season one, yeah. where like literally the majority of that episode is just the character having a mental breakdown. Um, but in this, eventually you do find him and you discover how the bo- how the double him got his origin. Basically your parents didn't like that you, and I'm assuming that you just have the mind palace since you were born. Uh, that you, because of the mind palace, you were always disassociating. You can never socialize with anyone. Your parents didn't like that. Your parents thought you were a freak. Your parents want to send you away. You literally create him. You create a whole second 
personality so that you can cope with that. That, and I'm like, I'm not a therapist, but I do think that's at least similar to disassociative identity disorder. Because mm. usually the split personality has a reason for being there. Yeah. I would consider this a split personality. That the personality is never hostile. It never takes over you, but it tries to influence you. Mm. So as you, uh, so after you find him, you have this big conversation with yourself and you have to decide. It's like, you can't choose both. The reason you're failing is because you're trying to be two different people at once. Exactly. So you, the last major decision of the game, do you choose the mind palace your ability to figure everything out, your ability to analyze every little detail and bring all the truths of the world to light, your superpower, basically. Or you choose him, the who gives you the ability to be a decent fucking human being and to actually be happy in life and to, like, fit in with society. And uh, both of us decided, fuck society. Yeah. Like, fuck society. Society ain't gonna be here if someone's murdering people. So, yeah, let's fucking pick the Mind Palace. Yep. And I was a little sad. I was like, man, by him. I guess you weren't an evil mastermind. Oh, well. <laughs> Walter's still the mastermind, though. In my opinion, Walter was the mastermind at this point. I was like, it's gotta be Walter. The new That newspaper mogul, he knows everything. But, yeah, I feel like this was definitely the biggest decision of the game and... If you do choose the Mind Palace, obviously you don't interact with him. Yeah, at all. For Him's the rest gone. Of the game. And so th- this is also the first dis- the first thing that decides what which of I believe five endings you get, mm. whether you pick him or the Mind Palace. We'll get to that in a minute. You do get the final showdown. You find the USB drive after a very quick, thankfully, investigation scene, um, and then the culprit, the killer, is revealed. Who would you guys think it was? Uh, find out next time on, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I, I, I'm kidding, we're, we're, we'll tell you right now, yeah. uh, it, so, but this is the last chance to pause it, play the game if you want, if you've heard the words that have come out of my mouth this podcast, you will not waste your fucking money on this, Yeah. I, I regret spending 30 to 40 fucking dollars on this game, uh, so for six hours of a game, I'm never gonna pick up again, Yeah. so uh, you find out it was the deputy. Yes. The, the deputy killed Dennis. The deputy... And Nick. Yep, the deputy killed Nick. I'm pretty sure the deputy admits to it, too. Yeah. Uh, because he, at this point, the deputy's like, I'm gonna kill both of you. And Anna's like... and I think it was Anna. Anna had the USB drive. Yes. And so this plays out one of two ways. We only got to see out the, the one way that it can go because we both picked the Mind Palace. Since you have the Mind Palace, you have that time. Yeah. You have the time to analyze the perfect way... Well, no, not even the perfect way to do it. You just get to see multiple options, whereas I'm pretty sure if you have him, you have to rely on what he says, and you have, like, a very sl- sh- much shorter amount of time. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's more limited. At least the stakes were high in this one because your decision stuck. You didn't get a, well, that's not going to work. You had to decide. Yeah. You basically had the time to decide, and you got to have the time to see what the po- what the options were. You didn't get to see what the results would be. Yeah, it definitely felt more risky in this situation, definitely. when you were playing, at least. So, uh, the, but depending on your actions, Sam will always live. Anna can die. Yes. Anna will always at least get shot. There's one point where it literally looks like she gets shot right through the chest, and instead it's like, oh no, it just grazed her. She's fine. She literally yeah. gets up in like two seconds. 
Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, both of us immediately just assumed that she died. And, and it's also de- determined by, like, um, she has to get shot twice to die, I'm pretty sure. And the, the telephone either gets shot, the telephone has to be shot so you can't call for emergency help. Because mm-hmm. there is a telephone there. The telephone got shot when I did it because I thought if I went for the telephone, he wouldn't shoot Anna a second time and he attempts to. But for some reason, I still got a good ending because I think the game just glitched on me or something and gave me a good ending. <laughs> but like, so whether or not Anna dies also affects your ending. Yep. So now we're going to get to the five different endings. Um, If you chose him and Anna dies, you are at Anna's funeral and literally everyone hates you. You have no ability. You 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 can try to reconcile with them, but it's literally impossible without him. Him like you can't reconcile with anyone if you don't have him with you. And we fully haven't we haven't fully uh, explained our endings. What do you mean? The ending that we got. Well, yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. Yeah, they 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 they've heard us. We picked the Mind Palace. Uh, Anna lived for me. Did Anna live for you? Yep. Okay, so we'll get there. Um. I'm trying to do this in the order of, like, maybe satisfaction or, like, because I think, obviously, Anna dying is the least satisfaction. Probably the the worst ending, in my opinion, is if you picked the Mind Palace and Anna dies, because you find out who the Mastermind is. We'll get into who the actual Mastermind is. It wasn't the Deputy. There was something else to it, and you know that if you have the Mind Palace. You know who the Mastermind was. But no one believes you. You have no one in your corner. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure even Joe dislikes you if Anna dies. So now, if you, um, if Anna lives and you picked him, you have a great time. You reconcile with everyone. You, you can rejoin the newspaper if you want to. You can choose to stay and have a relationship with Anna again. You can be a real godfather to Joan. It's great. Uh, if you choose the Mind Palace like we did. And Anna lives like she did in our game. Here's where it gets good. It's really awkward because uh, you're just there. You like you don't have him, so like you just have awkward conversations with everyone, including the fucking sheriff. Because yeah. you, you you find out the sheriff is guilty about everything, and you can choose to be a dick to the sheriff. But I was kind of just like you like you still come off as sort of dickish. But there's literally an option just be like I don't feel sorry for you at all. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. But, like, I was okay with a female sheriff. I was like, yeah, like, it wasn't your fault entirely, or at least I don't have evidence that it was your fault. Yeah. So, to my knowledge, you actually are, like, a little upset that this flew under the radar. But um, as you're leaving, you see Hugh, the pharmaceutical guy, and he... Who just so happens to be showing up as you're leaving. Which is weird, because if you have him, he shows up, and he leaves as you show up, so... Yeah. But, like, if you have the Mind Palace, he shows up as you're leaving, and he makes comments that, like, ring in your ear, and you're like, wait a minute, ever people have said that, and you just start putting all the pieces together, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you did it. And you, like, confront him with it, and he's like, well, that's a mighty accusation. It's a good thing there's there's no way you could prove it in a court of law, and you're just kind of like, really, well, uh, how about the court of public opinion? Court of public opinion is a very real thing, people. Like you, like you could be perfectly innocent, but if the people think that you're guilty, it don't fucking matter. Mm. You could be cleared as innocent in a court of law, but if the people think you're guilty, you're gonna die anyway. And even like, no matter what you say to him or what threats you throw at him, he's basically just like, "Well, I got a lot of money, and you know, if you did decide to write an article about this, uh, what do you think would happen to your friends?" Yep. 
Where where do you think they would be if they my li- business got shut down? He he literally flat out says like, "What don't you ever wonder why Nick never published the story?" Mm. And you're just like, "Uh, it's because he he's dead, duh." And, it, <laughs> and it's like, "No, no, 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 no. He he could have published that story a lot sooner." But you know, Joan, she really they really need a future for Joan. She could go to a great college. And now that the mom is a single widow, I mean, well, she wasn't a widow because she was divorced, but but now that my mom's single and She's facing a real drug problem. I mean, someone's got to pay for that rehab. And, and he's like naming... And he's like, what about Anna and Joe? What about Joe? There ain't a lot of support for disabled uh, people in this town. But money can provide that. And he basically makes you the same offer that he implies he made to Nick. And you can decide to take his money and allow all of your friends to have a better life. Or you can publish the story both i'm pretty sure no matter what you pick you end up leaving town anyway yeah and i we chose not to take the money we're like fuck this guy we're publishing the story we're ruining everyone's lives basically doing the same thing we did when we left town two years ago rewriting history because why not we rewrite history but literally do the exact same thing yeah so you know like uh the lion king like (laughs) the live action lion king (laughs) It was a pretty, if you do go that way, it's a pretty not, it's satisfying in a way because you bring the truth to light about your friend's which murder. Is, which is what, which is what Sam really wanted. Yeah. But it is also in a way not too satisfying. Which I, something I will say I did like is there really isn't a satisfying ending. Yeah. Like no matter what, like probably the most satisfying ending you could have gotten was if you chose him, Anna lives and it's your first time playing it and you didn't listen to this podcast because then you would have no idea that Hugh was even the bad guy to begin with. Yeah, you're That's pretty pro- much just blind to the fact that there was an actual mastermind behind all of it. All right, so I'm going to go over... I, yeah, that's right. I brought You have your questions. I have my complaints. <laughs> I got my fucking complaints. Of compl- course you've got This complaints. is the bitch session here. Here's multiple reasons why you should not play this game. Let me just sit back while he rants about all this. In, a, in addition to all the shit I said throughout this, uh, that Tara character we mentioned, she's such a waste. You would think the town gossip would actually be a good source of information? No! She literally just gives you snippy comments. She gives you, like, useless information. She was wasted as a caricature. They could have done something with her. Speaking of characters you could have done something with, Joel, why the fuck do we not see this asshole for the rest of the game? Why? And now, here's something. This one, this one's gonna be big. Don't nod. They're known for life for their LGBT representation in the first season of Life is Strange and in Tell Me Why. Where the fuck is that here? There's not, there's not a single lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer character in this entire fucking game. Or at least they don't say or show anything like that. Life is Strange Season 2 is known for showing the struggles of the colored community. Guess what, people? There's like over 20 characters in this game. Only two of them are black. Only two of them are colored. And it's Anna and her dad. And I'm just like, where? Why? Why is this small mining town... I get it's a small mining town in the south. I get that. But why is there only two colored people in this whole game? Like, what the fuck? And, and another thing. So, oh, you're telling me to get rid of my mental disorders. To get rid of, like, my anxiety, let's say. I just have to have a mental breakdown and then decide not to have it. That's how mental disorders work. Like, eh, I'm just gonna stop being anxious. Yeah, like, I hey. I really like that shit. Yeah, like, I, like... 
What the fuck, people? Like, this was a self-published title. I don't know if Tell Me Why was self-published or not. Well, maybe you can tell me that if we ever decide to cover that. Because Tell Me Why might be a mystery motel episode later. But, but, but like, oh my god. It, they need a publisher. They need someone to say, hey, you need more of this. Or, this doesn't work. Because, in, by this example, them self-publishing... The sum of its parts, there was potential for a great game. I wanted this to be a great game. I love Don't Nod, and that's why I'm so pissed, because I know they can do better. Mm. And you give me a hot, a hot pile of shit like this. I went from this to, to... I'm pretty sure I played this, then I played Watch Dogs Legion, which was a great game. Then I played Cyberpunk, and that could be a whole Gaming Gap episode with JP. But this right here... This was a waste of my time. The only reason it's not a pure fucking waste is because I actually got to make an episode about it. Where I get to tell you, don't waste your money on it. This is the biggest thing I can say. I'm sorry. I love you, Don't Nod. But this game wasn't worth 40 bucks. I was definitely upset too because I was... I was really impressed with Life is Strange, like, that whole series. I loved that it. That made them for me. Oh, my God. That was a beautiful fucking game. And it was I wasn't so well here done. expecting them to, like, dish out the same level of, like, storyline. I wasn't expecting the same type of game. You can't strike, hit lightning t twice. You can't get strike lightning but twice, I man. But I was expecting at least some, like, not the same level, but just at least something worthwhile if you want to know how great don't not is and you haven't played life is strange yet get life is strange oh yeah that's worth your money like i don't want to completely bury don't nod they have done amazing games yep 2020 was not their year 2020 may not have been anyone's year yeah. it, it wasn't don't nods you're again you're still doing tell me why i'm never gonna play tell me why because they made the mistake of making it an xbox pc exclusive and i'm a p i'm a playstation diehard over here but I'm never going to play that, so I'm not going to know if that's a heaping pile of trash or, like, just the little bit that I saw you start with it. I'm already not happy with some of the things I saw. But, again, that might be another episode. This episode, Mystery Motel. The mystery to me wasn't who the killer was. It wasn't, who. It wasn't like, oh, is he going to get over his problems? The mystery was, to me here, is what went wrong, don't nod. Why is this such a terrible game? Mm. Because that's the thing here at the Mystery Motel. You come here for answers. Sometimes you just leave with more questions. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, as this game is a good example of, you're not always going to leave satisfied. Which actually explains a lot of my visits to motels. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. You got an outro for Mystery Motel? Uh. Oh, wait. We'll never know. Yeah.